0: Today's episode is a great one because for a long time we've seen acrobatics, gymnastics, and these sorts of art forms brought into the studio environment. Sometimes they are delivered really well, and other times, you know, they need improvement. They need more work, and and sometimes it's really hard to find teachers who are qualified or have the skills and the safety knowledge around bringing, you know, acro and gym and and these sorts of art forms into our studio in a way that is engaging, but also is with safe practice. Uh, And I think those two go really hand in hand when it comes to this sort of art form. But uh, that's why today I am joined by Peter Pearson. And we really are going to be talking about how to develop acro ready teachers now, Peter Pearson is the founder, CEO of Acrotricks and Ambitious Rewards. Peter trained as a gymnast for over 15 years. He graduated from the University of Nottingham with a master's degree in chemistry and entrepreneurship. Little bit astray from <laughs> the acro world. But, uh, once you get chatting to him, uh, which you'll get to meet him really soon, uh, you'll see, you know, he's a real expert in his field and he's so passionate about acro. Now when he did graduate, um, he was studying and he founded and presided over the university's first ever gymnastic society. So that's pretty cool. And that was, you know, in its 142 year history, now it still exists today. So really leaving that legacy behind and and that's really invaluable what he's done there. Now, after graduating, he was successful in his role as a junior trader of commodities in London, responsible for contracts between global entities, overseeing supply chain from end to end. He now is a serial entrepreneur with child development as his focus. So he's founded an internationally successful ACRO school and ran it for over eight years. He touched the lives of many during this process. And during lockdown, he created the world's first online platform dedicated solely to anyone wishing to learn Acro. And I use the word anyone. So that's what I found most interesting about this chat, how what he's created, you can apply to anyone within your studio business or anyone that you acquire in your studio business, if they have a passion and a want to learn Acro, he believes it's possible through his courses and training. So this is really interesting, guys. So do keep tuning in because I think you're going to absolutely love this one. Now Peter is concentrating on bringing out a school child development into focus through his new online platform, Ambitious Rewards, we touch on that a little bit, while continuing to scale acro tricks, which brings unique knowledge of acro to those without. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Peter Pearson, but first let's get into the intro. Hello and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz, I'm your performing arts business coach and host, Josephine Lancuba. This show is designed to bring you inspiration, information, and the instruments you need to create and grow the studio biz of your dreams. I will bring you a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews where I tap into the minds of industry experts. My career started as a performer over two decades ago. I later became a speaker, theatrical producer, and talent manager, as well as having a successful teaching career in singing, drama, and dance. 10 years into my professional journey, I became a mummer of two, and with a baby on my hip, opened up my very own performing arts studio. From hardship and humble beginnings to four studio locations and a multi-six-figure performing arts biz, I know how to attract students and keep them coming back for more. And in the show, I will share with you my experiences to help you thrive and fast-track your path to success. I know you have a spark inside of you with dreams and goals for the future. As your coach and mentor, I'm here to help you step into your limelight and be a cheerleader in your ear each and every week so get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk studio biz and all that jazz hello peter all the way from london so excited to have you here on studio biz and all that jazz
1: thank you very much for having me
0: (laughs) now uh peter you are the owner of acro tricks and uh the founder of ambitious reward and we're going to get to that later in the piece but before we get into all of that fun stuff uh tell me a little bit about yourself and your background and 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 you know are are you an acrobat like how did you come to this tell us a little bit about that
1: um depends if you want the short uh, or the long version Um, I
0: like the interesting version
1: (laughs) the interesting version was uh i was a young person who would jump all over my mother's furniture um and break things and she had enough of it so she said right I'm going to throw you into every sport and activity under the sun mm. um of which gymnastics um was one of them and apparently that's where I blew off all my steam um and stopped breaking things in the house although don't know <laughs> um, and yeah I carried on with gymnastics for a long time um and uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm skipping some bits out now but um then i went to university um i ended up a gymnastics club there at the university as well um then went off into uh, the corporate life should we say um mm-hmm. and i always had gymnastics as a kind of a thread in my life i was always teaching or coaching or helping something or someone here and then
0: even when you were working to, Corporate Even when I was, still... yeah,
1: yeah, 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 I was still, um, I had about four jobs at one point. It was a bit crazy, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was in corporate life. I was a trader for a while um, and I taught on um, some evenings and weekends in the gym. Um, and then I left that life and started my own gymnastics club, which was an acrobatic gymnastics club, which if people don't know much about gymnastics there are very d- different disciplines within gymnastics mm. there are your standard um artistic gymnastics which everybody knows about which you see on tv which i grew up in which is your bars beam rings pommel floor all that all that jazz yeah. mobiles you know um yeah and then there's other types of gymnastics there's um aerobic gymnastics there's acrobatic gymnastics there's trampoline gymnastics there's yeah. all the different things and I actually fell into teaching acrobatic gymnastics after artistic um and that has a lot of dance and um, forming elements um in fact half the marks go towards um uh, how well you perform um and yeah I found I found love in it um yeah. to be honest, and they so always say... You have to be
0: passionate to be doing it yeah. as a, on the side of working full-time and, and all of yeah. that. Like, obviously, it's a love of yours. I mean, my daughter is, um, she's only young, she's eight, and she does gymnastics and she mm-hmm. does competitive gymnastics. We've only just really, I mean, I'm, a, I'm the new gymnast mum. I have no idea about this space. I come from a dance, acting and singing background, mm-hmm. but I find this whole gymnastics mm-hmm. acrobatic world to be, Completely foreign to me. And um, mm-hmm. it's really interesting, actually, that you say there is a difference between acrobatics and gymnastics. What is the core difference? Because I think a lot of people do see them as one and the same. What do you so define as the difference there?
1: <sighs> there's huge overlaps. I'm going to be a bit con- controversial here. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there's a cartwheel, a cartwheel um and i for instance i fell into um teaching uh acro has different terminologies in different spaces so as i said in the gymnastics world the word acro means acrobatic gymnastics whereas in the performing arts world acro pretty much sums up anything upside down <laughs> 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 give or take <laughs> um if you're doing a flip you're doing acro if you're Love doing it. a, a roll you're doing acro so right? true. um whereas in gymnastics or if you're doing acro you're probably balancing on someone's hands
2: that's
1: (laughs) that's the difference um think of think of the soleil and Um, if you're doing
0: cheer you're throwing someone up in the air that's
1: exactly whereas in dance all of that is acro every single part of it so in terms of the difference between acrobatics and gymnastics um the main difference is freedom freedom of expression um acro I would say in the in performing arts world, it is more of an expression, more of an art, um, mm-hmm. whereas gymnastics is very rigid. So it's very black and white, and they've done it that way so that it's easily scored. Um, so you're doing this skill, you get this score. If you, um, you know... Uh, yeah, for sure. This, yeah, then you'll, you'll get this deduction, and it's very mathematical. That, that lends itself to being able to score and compete Quite easily mm. um were you competitive
0: had, have, yourself as a young i was kid? yeah you i was
1: yeah yeah i did um, really enjoyed it um but for the downsides to the rigidity of gymnastics is that you, you don't have that freedom of expression um you can't just vary a skill you know you can't take a walk over and say actually let's turn it around here and finish on our elbow here and so on and so forth um whereas an acro in acro dance you can so Amazing. there's swings and roundabouts i'd say
0: now you are um, you've developed a community uh through acro Tricks. i'd like to talk mm-hmm. about that because uh from what i can tell it's a, a community where you train um is that right you train people mm-hmm. to become acro teachers is that yep. the core the core purpose yep. like what what is the purpose of acro Tricks and, and and how did that come about?
1: what is the purpose of AcroTricks? Yeah, like what? Question.
0: why did you start it? What was the right. reason that led you to this?
1: Um, I saw a huge gap um, in, I had a lot of knowledge, um, you'll hear me say this up quite a few times, but I had a lot of knowledge of how to safely keep children, students and adults going upside down. Yeah. <laughs> effectively. And it seemed like, that part of the performing arts world was a bit of a wild west um totally i started um i started teaching in uh performing arts school quite early on um very well known um forming art school in london called sylvia young um and they you know since um sent out many celebrities worldwide um and yeah that was my first instance of realizing Actually, we need to make sure that these students are safe. We need to make sure that they understand what's happening here. Um, and then I, w- I was doing workshops all over the UK and outside the UK as well, Germany and different parts of Europe, um, just through sheer demand. I didn't realize um, how much demand there would be for the same skills that I was using prior to this, mm. but actually, in a, different, in a different, I opened up a different door. Effectively, um, and people just really, really wanted it because it became quite popular through things like dance moms, and you know, they were doing lots of um, acro on stage, and people realised actually, this does add versatility to our performances. We do need uh, we do need these skills, but teachers were teaching what they thought they knew, you know. Yeah. Um, and it is a,
0: a wild west out there. You mentioned that. I mean, when you when you think about social media as well like you know Instagram Mm -hmm. whatever TikTok videos you've got people doing crazy tricks what's your take on that because obviously you know that that is potentially sending a dangerous message to to Mm -hmm. young bodies and and young you know emerging Mm -hmm. acrobatic people and gymnasts and whatnot so what's your what's your thoughts around that
1: I think um I think social media is is personally I think social media is fantastic. um mm-hmm. the use of social media is a different story. I think that te- I love technology, I love all things tech I love automating our lives, streamlining our lives um i love I love that side of things however
2: people don't it's an iceberg principle. people don't see the training that
1: goes into the skill that gets put up for four seconds on instagram, mm-hmm. right they don't see. The amount of falls the amount of spotting the amount of supervision the steps that were taken the conditioning behind it um they just see this amazing skill that happens on stage and say you know, you know what i'm gonna try to <laughs> <Yeah, that's- laughs> or worse a teacher takes that four second clip and then goes into the studio and says katie why don't you try this flips the ipad around Right. And then instead of actually breaking it down and saying, you know, what? I would love for you to be able to do this next season or next semester or next term. Let's break it down. Let's start with X, Y or Z and then move forwards from there. Mm. That's that's the that's what's missing. It's the steps that are broken down. That's what we help teachers do, really.
0: So how does it work? Do you think, is this an online program or in person? Like, mm-hmm. how do you actually communicate this? this um,
1: well, thanks to COVID, um, we had to jump online. Um, mm. You know, it's, it's such a shame. We, we still see um, businesses uh, within space still closing down as of today. Um,
0: oh, yeah. And that's the aftermath. And I, I truly yeah. believe people underestimate the and damage that was caused during COVID and some people just they're still either in recovery mode or yep. just didn't recover I don't I think yep. people assume especially people who don't run a business or a small business that is oh you're back to normal yay you well I haven't got a clue yeah no idea what <laughs> I haven't the damage got a, I haven't happened got a yeah. clue.
1: you're just like you kind of look at them a little bit left and you're like really um <laughs> but yeah we had to jump online otherwise you wouldn't have survived um mm. and Weirdly, lockdown was a blessing for us because, you know, I I made a lot of decisions, quick decisions, and I said, right, we're not, we're not going to succumb to this. We're going to change our offering, see what we can blend and put together, and go from there. and And it worked out really well because putting the teacher training that we do online then gave it more accessibility, increased the accessibility, and the access for teachers worldwide we had teachers from all over um the world started to take our courses um as opposed to just the uk and then that you know lit up a bit of a light bulb in my in my um in my brain to say okay what if we did persist with offering this everywhere um and yeah since then we've had teachers from canada us um a few from australia not many but a few um because of the time difference um jump onto our courses and now we've just launched our courses to be on demand so you don't have to be it's on our courses at yeah time, and i love so
0: that i think be. it's really important um for online course creators which essentially is what you are in it now mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um to provide on demand i just think um, you know we live in such a busy world, and if we want to have yep. global appeal, that's so important. And it means that people from Australia can jump in. Um, now, in relation to the content, you know, I, I guess you talked about safety being a really big component and how we're seeing really mm-hmm. dangerous behavior online, um, and you want to combat that. That was one of the one of the reasons why you did this. You wanted to make sure that yep. we''re delivering quality, safe training. Um, yep. do you do that um, the, like being online, Mm-hmm. Not not to push you know the boundaries too far yeah. here, but I do want to know how do you yeah. how can you guarantee safety? Is it a physical thing
1: or is it theory yeah.
0: only? Like, it's hilarious. i always,
1: um, I always um have this conversation, not always, but I've had this conversation many times where it's more the teachers prefer have a preference sometimes to say, oh, do you do any in person? I prefer to learn in person. Actually, compared to the safety aspect, the safety aspect, unfortunately, is way back in their mind um compared to just their personal preferences to how they how they learn. But in terms of safety aspect, if you think about it, when um picture yourself uh in a with a group of teachers, 15, 20 teachers, and you're in a hall or a studio and you're taking an acrobatics um course, you've got a few mats and a few, you know, um bits of equipment, but realistically, for most of the time, for 99% of the time, you're working with your student or a couple of students that you've brought there is no extra safety aspect being in person as to being online um you're being taught the same thing the main safety aspect that we really what's the word um we drill home is the step-by-step nature of what we do break everything down Mm. it's not it's not build a cocoon of <laughs> mats and and you know um, wrap your wrap your students in cotton wool. It's no break it down into steps.
0: And they and are you providing them with information on proper 100%. equipment and things like how yep. to actually facilitate a safe environment?
1: Well, because people think um, safety equals mats, equipment, mats, equipment, equipment, mm-hmm. mats. That's that's what people think um, safety. Absolute nonsense. Um, the safety comes in the teaching, not in, because the problem is you'll, you'll have a teacher who has two, three of these huge, massive crash, crash mats that they've got in <laughs> and think, yep. right, we're safe. We're safe now. We can throw all the skills under the sun. We can throw that somersault. We can throw that trick. We can throw because we have these mats. No, that's not safety. Safety is actually having a completely hard floor if, if you don't have these mats and breaking the skill down one by one and doing it in time, doing it at the pace of the student, doing it at the knowledge level of the teacher. Safety is not throwing a crash mat at a student and saying, go for it. That's not safety. Mm. So we really pride ourselves on how we break things down. I do
0: find that really interesting. Like I said, my daughter does competitive um, gymnastics and the Mm -hmm. centre she goes to is great. They're, They're very good. But we have been to a few prior to that and i do actually recall one of the and i know gymnastics is different to acro i totally get it but <laughs> but um i do remember going to one center and like you said um they had all the mats lots of mats lots and lots of mats and mm-hmm. um it felt like it was out of control like the kids mm-hmm. were running right around the place they'd mm-hmm. have what they called um like this 15-minute free time where kids could go on any of the equipment (laughs) for 15 minutes and do whatever they wanted. They were climbing the rope. They were flipping over the thing, jumping off the trampoline into the foam pit. Like it was all just the lady that ran it and she had a young assistant and it was like, go be free for 15 minutes, everyone. And I do recall going in because I'm a studio and I thought, this is a little bit mayhem, isn't it? Yeah. This yep. is crazy yep. town. I mean, I get that she wants them to have fun. So where's the balance there? So where, yeah. is there a balance? Can you have, can acrobatics be structured in a safe environment, but also be fun? How do you yes. How do you adopt that side of it? Because that's an important part of the teaching process. Yes, it's about the physical, but it's also mm-hmm. about running a successful program that people want to come and, and, and book into, right?
1: 100% and that's where, the freedom of expression comes in and that's mm-hmm. where the performing arts comes into play um you learn the foundations um you learn the foundations of the skills and the mm-hmm. skill families and the skill groups and what it takes the strength and the flexibility and agility that goes into these skills that you need as a base and then the sky's the limit you know mm-hmm. that's when your imagination comes into play um and as a student, if you're an older student, you kind of know your own body, you know your strengths and weaknesses. Um, if you're a younger student, you rely on the teacher to say, Whoa, 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 we're not ready for that yet. Let's just let's pedal back a little bit and let's let's try this variation. In fact, nice. let's try that variation rather than you can or you can't. Mm. And that's the difference. It's like, okay, you want to try that new aerial. What about this type of the aerial? What about, just tweak a little bit and then, and then in a month's time, we can start thinking about that. And that's where the freedom of expression comes, in, um, comes into play. And that's what we advocate.
0: Do you like the idea of representing your students in film, television, theater, commercial, and more? Well, it's possible. You can increase your student retention, increase your revenue and industry credibility by becoming a talent manager. Now the wait is over as my waitlist doors for Talent Manager Bootcamp are now open. This is the course designed to take you from studio owner to talent manager with ease and confidence as I cheer you on and support you and mentor you each step of the way. To join the waitlist for Talent Manager Bootcamp, simply head to josephinelancuba.com forward slash TMB or head to the link in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, cuz you want it to be fun. I mean,
2: you,
0: you know, and you also want there to be a process where people can develop. So, with the with the teaching side of things, do you find because I find that interesting because like I said, I, I I don't come from an acrobatic or gymnast background and to be honest, going upside yeah. down is not a fun time for me. <laughs> I don't even honestly, it's not. And I can't even do a cartwheel. That's real.
1: Oh, yes you can.
0: No, I can't. I can't. Yes, you I'm can. not brave enough. I just You're
1: can't lying. Do <laughs> I don't believe you.
0: I, I it is true. You know, even as a kid, I could not do a cartwheel. And it's weird. I don't know. There's something about it. I just every time I go to go upside down, mm. I hesitate and I just stop myself. So it's a it must be a fear thing. I'm not Listen, sure. but um I'll give
1: you I'll give you a free one to one. and will we'll <laughs> <laughs> we'll get this. We'll get oh, this. Oh, I love that. You know Peter's
0: going to teach me how to do a cartwheel at
2: four. Any
1: of your any of your viewers right now, if they're the same in boat as you and they say they can't do a cartwheel, I'll get them doing a cartwheel in a week.
2: Okay, that's a guarantee.
1: I'll
0: do that. Um, but yeah, so you know, what about um, studio owners like myself who mm-hmm. would you know don't know much about much in that space, know mm-hmm. a lot about the performing arts, but not in, in not in the gymnast or acro space. Mm-hmm. Um, is the program designed to support, like, does the studio owner have to be on board? Like, do they need to know it? Or do you think that you can facilitate it just through team or what's your thoughts around that? Like, what sort of clients are you seeing come
1: through? So, a bit of a two-part answer to that question. Um, A, our program is designed for anyone. You don't need to know anything. And just to give you an idea um, of an example of um of that during lockdown we had a student who um her mum put her on the online classes that we delivered for students um and the student did really well i mean she couldn't barely do a bridge which started now she's doing front areas and all these fantastic tricks um and we encouraged parents to actually learn how to spot your During um, lockdown, um, so that they're A, safe, B, B, supervised, and C, involved. Um, And then the parent really enjoyed it. And um, she said, Oh, do you think I could do a training course? And we're like, Of course, you can do a training course. Fast forward a year, she's now part of our internal team. (laughs) She's now part of the athletics team. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, So to go from being a parent that knows, diddly squat and I mean nothing I mean nothing about acrobatics um to now being part of our core team that just goes to show you what our training's like she knew mm. nothing um and now do, she's
0: do you do amazing. like an assessment process or how do you No, we
1: go straight in um made
0: it to teacherhood
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yes oh the, t- the actual assessment is like yes we have a very th- a thorough assessment process so okay. um just to kind of give you a very quick 30 seconds overview of what we do we have our assistant courses which are aimed at older students from 14 to 18 years um and they get certified to assist and in in classes our level one level two um courses they have a robust assessment um whereby you learn all the theory in a day and then you do a quick theory test at the end of the day just to make sure everything's actually gone in just to kind of Um, refresh your memory and then you get uh, four to eight weeks um, after that to practice with your students in your studio then you send in a video assessment and we assess you on our 16 or 20 point criteria um, and we'll let you know whether you've um, passed or failed and if you fail then we'll work with you to and um, wow, there's, a, there's, a, there's a
0: real thing. assessment process going on here. So this isn't there's just one real of courses like, and, and mm-hmm. no ticking the boxes. No, cool. no,
1: um, no. I find that wild. On... I, I, I really find that wild.
0: <laughs> what's your thoughts yeah. on that then? Because I would say um, most, I mean, I'm going to make an assumption here. Most studios that run an mm. ACRO program don't mm-hmm. necessarily have teachers that are trained specifically in acro. I mean, do you think that it's it's possible to (laughs) learn acrobatics from, because, you know, there are studios that have really good dance programs Mm -hmm. that incorporate an acrobatic program, but they're not an acrobatic Mm -hmm. space. And I would say some of them do a great job. I mean, Mm -hmm. is that possible? Is it possible to learn acrobatics through dance and then develop that over time and then teach that?
1: So you're talking kind of learn through experience? Is that what you're saying? Like, you know,
0: learning in a dance studio environment from someone who didn't necessarily do an acrobatics program or course but they've learned from their studio and then they're bringing in what they know and and
2: the the story can
1: if that was the case there's there's so many different ways to take this but if that was the case firstly in answer to your question anything's possible Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just I'll start with that anything's possible I would never ever sit here and say no no, no you can't do that and then, no, no, you can't do that and in fact I hate that I actually it, it grinds my gears when someone is like oh no that's this is the only way you can do this thing yeah. that's the only like come on like relax okay yeah, yeah um however what tends to happen in studios or gyms or, or schools where they're learning from an unqualified uh person is there'll be a small portion of their class that progress and then there'll be a large portion that stay stagnant and Mm -hmm. that is because that person knows or is strong in teaching things in a particular way and therefore if the students don't warm to that way of learning and their learning styles don't match the teaching style then only a small portion will actually get anywhere in the class. Whereas if you're taught and you're qualified and certified to teach students in multiple different ways, then you A, use your experience that you've had before and also the new teaching methods that you're gaining. And then you'll have 80 to 90% of the class progressing very quickly, if not 100% of the class progressing at the same rate or, or accelerating their progress further. So that is a result and I've seen it happen. Um,
0: I find that really interesting actually because you know, there is a difference in in, in any art form, even Mm -hmm. like, you know, with performing arts, for example, right? Just because you can sing, for example, doesn't mean you can teach singing. And I have found that um, as someone who hires teachers, I have found there's a really, and it took me a little while to figure it out, but now I've got it down. And Mm -hmm. just because someone is a performer, uh-huh. And a brilliant artist uh-huh. doesn't make them a teacher, no, and like really you doesn't. said with that woman who'd never done um who who wasn't you know an acrobatic person what do you call it? an acrobat that's what you call it, who wasn't yeah. an acrobat prior but then learnt the skill of teaching the art form oh, then they were able to do it, and I actually do think that there's there's something in that because um We really need to be hiring, as studio owners, we need to be hiring teachers first. Performers are great and that is like icing on the cake. Like if you hire an acrobat who um, is an amazing teacher and has had a great competitive career or whatever, Mm -hmm. or was an Mm -hmm. Olympian, that's amazing. That's the cream on top. But it is more important that they are a teacher first. And so, yes, I think that's actually a really good point that we need to be helping our staff and team in the art of teaching, not just the art form itself, because that is where the key is to a successful class. And that's where the enjoyment comes from, because then you are not leaving people behind. Like you mentioned that, you know, a portion of the the class will accelerate and then the majority Mm -hmm. won't. And that does come from someone not being an experienced or knowledgeable teacher because the people that have natural ability and skill, you know, there's always the small, that 5% that just love it. They've got it. They've, you know, they're born flexible, all the bits, Mm. right? And Mm. then the rest aren't. They need to be trained and shown. They need to be
1: taught. And, you know, it's crazy. I I think just to add on to that, sometimes, not all the time, and I'm sure you're aware of this. Sometimes those amazing performers that have all the credits and all that—I've done this competition, I've done this showcase, and I've been here and I've been on this—they come with ego.
0: Oh, big time!
1: The ego comes through the door as well, and you're like, oh, "I wish I kind of left that that yeah. little bit out." You know,
0: I think yeah. those sorts of performer-type teachers are great for one-off masterclasses and workshops. Yeah. fun experience wow we've got a we've got a celebrity in our midst or we've got a rock star we've got someone who's amazing and is you know the olympian that's cool and it's a cool factor and people enjoy the once-off but for ongoing programming it it, it, it ends up falling flat and by the end of it people don't actually care if you've won an olympic medal especially when you're somewhere because at the end of the day i just want my kid this is how i feel about my daughter I, I just yeah. want her to have a good time. I want her to learn something. I want to see yeah. that, especially because gymnastics is one of the most, ex- in Australia, one of the most expensive sports to do. It's more uh, expensive than dance. It's more expensive than anything. It's a it's expensive sport. And I'm okay with that if yeah. she's getting skills. Like I want to see that yeah. she's actually improving. When I go to her competition, and it's not about being a, a bloody, a, what do you call it, a gymnastics mum, <laughs> a dance yeah, mum. It's not about that, mom, it's yeah. about we're investing so much time too because yeah. to become in competitive, and you'd know this, you're, you're a competitive gymnast, it's a lot of hours required. Like, it
2: is I'm a blown lot away. Of hours.
0: Oh, my God. This kid is yeah. eight and she's already in the gym. God, what is it, two and a half plus two and a half plus four? 16, What's that? I don't 18, know. Probably Nine eight, and a half eight, hours. And yeah. that's not even... How like there are kids in there doing like what they called silver level and all this stuff They were there they for sleep 11, 12, 14 <laughs> hours. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they and bring that's their sleeping
1: like- bags.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And,
0: and that's <laughs> why I think as long as I'm seeing I want to see some result for that, like she's got to be mm. improving. She's got to be enjoying it. Um, mm. so yeah, so that 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 really is an important part of the puzzle. I mean, what's your thought around that? All these hours, how how does that impact a young body? Like, what what's your thoughts around that?
2: Um,
1: as long as they're tra- as long again, it comes back to the teaching, right? It comes back to the same. It, we're gonna we're gonna definitely come back to the same point over and over again. It comes back to teaching. If you're doing sixteen hours of of training, twenty hours of training, even forty hours of training. Um, and there's no injury prevention training in there. there's no long stretching sessions, there's no rolling out, there's no um physical therapy then there's a problem there's mm. a clear problem you know there's 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 an issue there um I do believe that children are way more resilient than um people realize um i I think it's really good for children to. Pick an activity a sport an activity an interest and go deep um as opposed to doing 15 different things and doing each of them for an hour a week um i really back of
0: all trades master of in, none
2: is that yeah,
1: the one 100 100 i believe it's 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 so rewarding and so um important for later life um for them to go deep on you know whether it's dance or gymnastics or swimming or Whatever it is, because then that teaches them so many different skills for later life um commitment, and the, i could go into I could go into this for Yeah, for very no, long it's time, great
0: obviously very very passionate 100%.
1: um did you
0: did you um continue gymnastics yourself into your adult years, or when did you when did you start?
1: Yeah, I mean I did a bit of com- competing at university level I mean, not at the same level as um you know the the universities in in uh, in US. They, I mean, they are they're highly competitive. But um, we did a little bit of um, competitive university gymnastics, and then carried on kind of doing a little bit of training in adult sessions, fun adult sessions afterwards. Um, until
2: when was it? Last. Let me get it right. Twenty twenty
1: two. Around about the end of June, I snapped my Achilles last year. <laughs> um, yeah, teaching, and I was like, I'm done. I'm, my body is telling me that now is the Can time. I ask
0: how old you are, Peter? Does that bother you?
1: How old do you think I
0: am? Oh my God, I don't know. This is so hard now you put me on the spot. I'm 40, so I don't care. But um, I don't know, you've been in your 30s or something?
1: Yeah, I'm 37.
0: Yeah, cool, right? So we're about the same age. So yeah, you're going to snap something, sure. <laughs>
1: yeah, something's going to snap. I mean, I've, I've did, done various injuries beforehand um, <laughs> when I was younger, but... 30 yeah, years like, of
0: tipping upside down it has got to do something, right? Ah, oh, look, it happens. We get injuries in in dance classes. I mean, things, yeah. life happens, right? Um, so, you know. Can it, I also
1: go back to something, Chris? Yeah. Um, You're talking about performers not being the greatest teachers and so on and so forth. Um,
0: Sometimes, yeah, do most you know what?
1: of the time. Yeah, most of the time. Well, you know, it's crazy. The amount of people that ask us, um, so many teachers that want to do our courses, say, but I c ca- I can't do I can't do any I can't do any acrobatic skills, I can't do it. Does that mean I can't take the course? And that makes me think, is there an industry standard that requires the teacher to be able to do the things that they teach? Because if that's the case, that's ridiculous. Um, I must find the question itself crazy. Do you think that Simone Biles' teacher can do everything that did. do you think that michael phelps coach could do everything that michael phelps did? do you think that usain bolt's coach can do everything that usain bolt can do no like i just find it utterly insane that there is an expectation to have to be able to do it's almost an ego thing i must be able to do everything that my students doing or better no? yeah Not that's an interesting You're point i think you.
0: people um, want to have the ability to demonstrate right so yeah, i guess okay. but in that sense you i mean my, I, I actually if i think about um my daughter's center they definitely are not demonstrating they're just they're talking it through and showing through yeah. arm movements and, and explanation yeah. Yeah. and then once they're there they'll hold their body into position yep yeah. and and that yeah. sort of thing but if i Talk think about it, it they're never swinging around the bars i've never seen one coach at the gymnast and i Swinging around the bars, not once, ever. Actually, no. if I think about it, yeah, you're right. It'd
1: hurt. That's why they're done with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's it, right? And some of them are quite mature aged. I mean, yeah. very mature aged. Others are really super young. So there's a, co- yeah. a big variety of of coaches. But no, you're absolutely right, and and that's a good point. So what if you snap your your Achilles or whatever? Does that mean your career I as a teacher teach. is over?
2: Of course not. Right.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um, speaking of, you know, age prior, we were talking about, you know, young people and whatnot, what sort of yep. age do you recommend, um, in relation to getting started as a teacher or coach in this space? Like when is a good time to, to start, like what's the youngest you've taken on
2: board, for example? As
1: early as physically possible, um,
2: because two, two reasons, when
1: you start to teach, your training gets better because you start becoming self-aware. If you're 14 years old and you're still training in, in dance, performing arts, gymnastics, acrobatics, and you start teaching someone else, and you say, oh no, it needs to be like, oh no, make sure you're elevated here, uh, make sure your spine is good, and you start to say these things, you start to believe what you're teaching, and then therefore when you go back into the studio, subconsciously so or consciously, you start mm-hmm. think, oh wait, I need to tuck my tailbone under. Um, oh, my knee was a little, little bent there. It's it is it is like a light bulb going off. Um, so the more the more teachers you have at a younger age, the better students they will be. That that's a fact.
0: And you um, take um, people as young as fourteen into acro yeah. tricks? Is that correct?
1: Yeah, we have yeah. an assistant assistant acro course. Um, yeah, fourteen years old, and then they can uh, certify to assist a qualified um a level one qualified uh, teacher in class. okay
0: so there's a progression as well which mm. is great because you know assistant coaching would make sense especially for a young person before mm. we come to the end of this interview and, I, and i've loved having a chat about this and opening up my eyes and to the mm. world of acrobatics i absolutely love that and hopefully the studio owners listening at home or on their walk or in the car um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, open-minded to that too, because I know a lot of people want to introduce acrobatics into their studio space, but they don't know where to start. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'd love like yep. to ask you what what does success mean or look like to you? What does success mean to you?
2: In terms of oh me God. personally, or yeah, or... what does it mean for you? It means impact. Mm. It means it's
1: it may sound like um a bit of an egotistical answer but i want to impact as many lives as i physically can um and also get paid for doing it but i would like to i'd like to impact as many lives as possible um i have no real interest in fame Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of problems come with fame and being at the forefront of everything. And to be honest, a lot of my team say, Peter, you need to get out there. I mean people need to know it's you that is doing because Like you need I'm always in the background in the shadows. Um because I'm just kind of I just want to perpetuate how good the team is and what they're doing and 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 really showcase them. Um but success is definitely impact for me. Um if if there's a million people that are, you know, Doing what we're what we're what we're
2: offering happy happy days. That means yeah, so many that people impact
0: is is what yeah. success is to you. I love that. Who or what inspires you,
2: Peter?
1: Who or what inspires me?
2: Hmm. Some family members actually inspire me. Mm. Um, I think. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> There's, have you read or heard of The Alchemist? Yes, I have heard of it, but I've not read it. Mm,
1: yeah, that, that I, I, I can't put into words what that book has done for me, but. Um,
0: the Alchemist, I'll have to read that. I'm writing it yeah. down. Thanks, Peter. Um,
1: anything
2: which understands the idea of energy. Yeah. Um,
1: in both a scientific and phys- and spiritual way. Um, because actually they're kind of interlinked because energy is just vibration and you can go into the um Are you a little bit woo
0: Peter or totally woo? <laughs> Do you know what woo means?
1: Um I yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, so I studied chemistry. I'm a I'm a scientist at heart. Um, physics, chemistry, that was my bag. Um, mm. I loved all things scientific. But you know, um, my mother, she she uh practices reiki and does crystal healing and, and she talks about vibrations and then i go back into my science knowledge and i'm like huh i'm like wait a minute there is into interli- there, there's something going on here That they're, they're they're very similar Do talking about vibrations if i physics all of our bridges and everything is built on the knowledge of everything have its own vibration which is why bridges collapse if everyone jumps on it at the same time anyway but yeah um coming back to the original question,
2: I think energy, just knowing things
1: about people and understanding people's energies, um, there is no particular one person that inspires me. Um, as I said, there's family members that do inspire me. Um, but creativity, all things, all things creative. Um, Mm. I can, I can walk around a gallery for hours. I can listen to different types of music. Uh, I mean, my music taste is very eclectic. It's from classical to Drake to this to that to anything. Um, you know, just watching art on on the watching like flowers bloom on Instagram. There's like these 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 um, these crazy um, um, uh, profiles where they'll do a time-lapse on a flower bloom oh yeah i know the, the ones you mean period of like yeah a, amazing i'll and watch that for ages like, <laughs> see, so you watch amazing. that flower
0: bloom i love oh, that my God.
1: anything <laughs> creative um, yeah that's
0: beautiful a huge and inspiration uh,
1: to
0: me. i love that so much and i think that's really interesting that you've come from a science background and um your mom is into the more the spiritual side but the, you found that 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 link of energy Mm -hmm. which is really interesting so tell me uh peter what's next what's what's coming up for you and and what can we expect to see
1: um we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier when you were what was it we were talking about um at the um, very beginning i think
0: i mentioned something about ambitious reward yeah i I said Um, it before we hit record but i was curious about that
1: yeah um and just Towards the end, middle to the end, we we're talking about children and doing different activities and mm. going deep on something, and and that has basically that thought pattern has um, uh, inspired me to create ambitious rewards, which is a different company, separate to Acrotricks, and it's software for dance teachers, swimming instructors, gymnastics teachers to help incentivize their students and help them. Um, provide goal setting and a whole leap of other um, amazing benefits that really help studio owners Um, because for years and I do mean years I came up with multiple ways to incentivize the kids Um, you know I would have star charts I would come out with Amazon pouches I would say we're going to do this at the end of term if everybody does like the most creative ways to Inspire them and to help them step by step and reward them for little bits because, in dance in gymnastics, you train, 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 then you might have competition, and then you train, 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 then you might have a, I mean, then train, 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 then you might have a showcase, and in between, there's no real, like, recognition of the effort you're putting in apart from maybe a pat on the back, and then you know, the kid jumps in the car, and the mom says, "How dance?" and they're like, "Okay." and Where then is. sort of
0: on to the next right i think yeah, in it society um, we're yeah. always on to the next and i 100%. actually teach this to my coaching clients like um when we when i put together we do annual project planners and each month we're like okay so what's the goal for each month of this of this upcoming year mm-hmm. and then i actually put one column is reward because i'm like okay mm. so what are you going to reward yourself with if you yep. achieve that goal for january um, it can be yep. anything. It doesn't have to be, you know, a trip to Hawaii. It can just yep. be, you know, going out, going out for dinner, you know, to a seafood yep. restaurant. Or it can be, I'm gonna buy that 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 bottle of wine that I've been looking at, or, you know, whatever. Exactly. But just exactly. having a rewards process is so important because we are in the age of boom, boom, boom. Oh, I did that. What's next? Instant I do it gratification. too, by the way. I Instant. do it too. I'm yep. like, I've achieved some amazing things. Like, and then I'll I'll go. Oh great! Now I've got to do that, and I'll have to stop myself. Yep. And go whoa, 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 whoa! Just yep. sit in this for it's a minute, you know. Take
2: stock. Yeah,
0: yeah. So 100%. teaching our kids that, especially in today's day and age, where it's so driven by what's next,
1: you know, what's mm-hmm. next, do
0: the next mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that in an app? How do you incentive? Like I don't, I don't. So understand um, that, but... I'll
1: give you the crux of it very quickly: twenty yep. seconds um, or less. Effectively, you you're an owner. You're, you you yep. still teach.
0: I do occasionally, A but not bit, as much bit these days. But if yeah, I an, coach you have your... my business owners, but
1: yeah. yeah. So you have your studio teachers, um, yes. and they have their groups, and um, there's different criteria to... yeah, sorry. Different criteria that they can. Um, or reward their students for. So they're giving them points for different things. They can give them points for their actual core skills in class. They can mm. give them points for effort. They can give them points for organisation. They can give them points for leadership. They can give them points for welfare. They can give them points for teamwork. And then these points start to accrue in the child's account, which is the parent's account, um, which the child sees. And
0: they have access parents. to this app, the actual student or the family?
1: the student will go through their parents login so only the parent can log in um not the student can't run in there and do whatever the student has to go through their parent and then over time these reward these um points start to to start to build up and we're actually in the midst of onboarding brands and retailers onto the platform so that these points can turn into discounts with um brands and retailers so eventually they'll be able to get these points and start to get um, discounts off some dancewear and bits and bobs Um, and then also as I said there's goal setting teachers will be able to set hey Katie I want you to think about um, you know your your point for next week um, or when you think about this for next week and then they can mark them down as whether it's in progress or whether it's uh, complete and you can effectively track progress step by step for every one of these students in the entire studio so and you get overviews and all sorts of things. So, um, oh, that's really Yeah, cool. there's a lot going on.
0: Can they personalise it and can teachers have their own rewards in there, like not just from big companies but have their own system yeah. as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, So you oh, can, um, cool. so the students. So, you know, I
0: don't know, so you get a merch pack from the studio or yeah, something like that. Or you GGS get a lolly can, bag next time you're in, you know, whatever.
1: Studios can be their own vendors on there as well. So, I love
0: that. Um, that's so fun. Okay, yeah. so um, where can people find you if they want to check out what you do?
1: um I'm very vocal on LinkedIn um so they can find me on LinkedIn Peter Pearson MSC um and also Facebook as most people are on Facebook as well um if as you,
0: Acrotrix or uh
1: so Acrotrix is Acrotrix everywhere A-C-R-O-T-R-I-X yeah and um, we'll pop Facebook. a link in
0: the show notes for everyone uh, as well that are interested yeah. so they
1: can Instagram, check that out. yeah yeah. All right,
0: rock and roll! Thank you, Peter. That was amazing.
1: Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you so for much coming on
0: the show. And uh, yeah, I wish you the very best of luck with your most recent endeavor in Ambitious Rewards, and of course, um, with your much-loved acro tricks. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on the show. This episode was brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Studio Biz Success an amazing and accessible online educational platform for performing arts studio owners designed to help you grow your business with confidence and get your results. Check it out at josephinelancuba.com along with other great industry resources to help you leap into the studio biz you deserve. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. You can tag me on social media at josephinelancuba and give it a review. Your support helps the show to grow so I can continue to provide you with useful, informative content. I'm Josephine Lane-Cuba, your biggest cheerleader. Thanks for listening and shine bright.